Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, aka the NFC. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham, and to my left, to the left, is a very talented, very well informed, somewhat usually penless, no pen, no Snapchat, no snap, no Venmo, no one has Venmo. But he is a local fashion icon. He is Glenn Riley. I'm missing the Met Gala for this podcast right now. You didn't attend the DAP fashion show. Man, I wanted to, but, you know, I need somebody to go with. You just can't pull up in that joint on your own. So you're talking about, like, you know, have a lady all dressed up and you roll in? I think fashion shows, you pretty much have to have a lady or other su- assumptions will be made. <laughs> so you, you didn't go to the DAP show? No. Did you see anything on it? No, I didn't even check for it. I need to, I need to go online and see what's up. Because you said you were going to go. I wanted to go. And I told my mother you were going to be there. Really? And my mother was there. She should have, she should have like, reserved me a, a top-notch seat. She asked me if you had a ticket. No, of course not. That, that's where she comes in. I called you. Next year. I called you. Yeah, I know, but it, it, was, it wasn't laid out as if, if the red carpet would be, be awaiting for Glenn. I mean, I'm there for the models, let's be honest. I could I could still pass for for a dude in his twenties. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm just I'm just shooting shots. You you miss a hundred percent of the ones you don't shoot. So what else is up? Just chilling, man. It's been a been a crazy weekend in sports and culture and the whole nine. A lot of stuff we need to talk about. I guess so. So my birthday's coming up on Saturday. Uh oh. Forty two. Forty two. And what was the song we came into? It was forty two by 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 the greats Ray Shrimmer. Did you plan that out? We'll see. Okay. It may have been. I just might just like Jackie Robinson. Who knows? So I have this. I have this thing where, and Glenn, listen. You you look young. I don't know if it's our generation, but you look younger than the age you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. My my goal every birthday is to try to look and feel ten years younger okay. than what I am. All right. So all this week. I'm boxing twelve you, you rounds. You to my prostate. <laughs> I'm boxing twelve rounds. Okay. Every single day. So I started today. You should box forty two. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not one day. I did twelve today, and I, I made it to round nine. Okay. And you got knocked out? No, no. I I felt it. Okay. I, I at round nine, I'm like, oh boy. You start. I mean, you start looking at the clock. Well, I got to round twelve. You have a cut, man. I needed one. No, I didn't. I didn't need a cut, man. I got hit with a body shot, and I'm I'm telling you, Glenn, you know, you've never done boxing. No. So people always, you know, they 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 try to knock you out, aim for your head. But I tell you, when you're tired, body something shot. that hurts worse is body shots, okay. man. And I and man, he hit me with a body shot, and I was breathing out. Uh huh. And I literally hunched over and was just like are you fighting the same dude every day yes okay and he so he is one of the instructors okay. at the gym i go to and he's fought um gosh probably 15 to 20 fights okay um, professionally yes okay so he he's he can go how old is he? b is probably in his 20s oh, wow. probably late 20s it'll he, be live like and he's six six two if we could have like a uh uh a progressive, you'd be almost like like punch out, like you know the first dude is a scrub, but you know that, oh I get- that, that's Monday, so whatever you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. But then Tuesday it gets a little better. I have a feeling by Friday though I'm gonna be gassed. And, and everybody is of a different um, ethnicity. <laughs> what wild like 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 punch out every like wildly oh, so oh so so different characters yeah yeah so okay. it's just like like you know like oh this dude he just isn't like like. Like Asian, he's super Asian. Right, like he's wearing like a a, a rice farmer cap. Stop, or whatever. Yeah. stop. All right, front and center is our super <laughs> producer, Mario Doremus. What's going on, Mario? 
Uh, just trying to uh, turn lemons into lemonade. Okay. <laughs> that's that's so you, it. So you listen to that hove on the way in, huh? Oh yeah, volume one. I, f- I figured as much. You got it, my you got my gift card. Uh, next next podcast. <laughs> okay, all right. Next podcast. I got you. Working on it. You know I'm good for it. Yeah, yeah. Hey Mario, I was thinking about you when I was put putting together the show because uh, we always start the show with the stat game. All right. So I'm, I was looking and thinking about a stat. So I have a stat for you. Right. You're gonna know this right away. So this is episode number forty-eight. On May 13th, day after my birthday, on May 13th, 2001, Kobe Bryant had 48 points in a playoff game versus Mario Doremus's Sacramento Kings. And he finished the game with a double-double. Now, Mario Doremus, do you remember this game? 48 points for Kobe. Obviously, it was the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can't say I do remember. I mean, I remember. He probably deserved I, 36, and the refs gave him the, the extra 12. I, I, I do remember. It was probably game five. I don't remember what game it what game it was. That's a, that's a good question. I have to look that one up. But he had 48. Yo, would you become a sack fan? I became a Sacramento Kings fan in 2000. Based on what? Jason Williams and Chris Webber. Okay. Fair enough. White chocolate. Chris Webber had like the, the a weird pro career. Like why Golden State got rid of him at that time just made no sense. And then if I told you that you had Sheed Wallace, Chris Webber, and Juwan Howard all pre-24 years old at, on one team, you would think you could make something out of that, and somehow the bullets couldn't figure it out. Was was Latrell Sprewell on that team too, or was he was he gone by then? Uh, what on um, Golden State? Yeah, no, he was gone by then because he was still. Yeah, I think, I think he, he was, was with the Knicks. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was just, just kind of a weird, weird career that he got is, passed is, around so much. What is Sprewell doing right now? Has anybody seen him? Was he in a commercial? He was in a few commercials. Okay, like last year. He's he's living comfortably off those rims. The spinners? Yeah, yeah. That that's still popping. That's 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 that's, that's huge in the north. <laughs> you can't once you once you pass Wisconsin, everybody's got spinners. Well well, I'll tell you what, we, we need to bring in our special guest right now because I know he's chomping at the bits to come in because we've got a heavy NBA podcast today. So to bring in our special guest. Now this started because I had a Facebook thread going. And Glenn <laughs> made a comment on my Facebook thread, and this gentleman came in and had some comments, and Glenn and him went back and forth, and I said, you know what? A this, lot of nerve. This, <laughs> this deserves some attention on the podcast. So I'd like to bring in our special guest who is a Cincinnati native, attended Withrow High School here in Cincinnati. The row. In which he is in the Withrow Athletic Hall of Fame. Okay. Committed to play basketball for the OU Bobcats. And in his career, he scored 2,012 points and okay. had 1,103 rebounds and still ranks as the best rebounder in the history of OU basketball. Over but, Gary Trent? I guess. Cool. He, he's giving you a look right now like thought you thought <laughs> you knew. He was drafted in the second round by the Celtics at number 56, which 
was his jersey number, okay. 56. Also played with the Orlando Magic and went on to play, and I hope I got this right, overseas for eight years, about eight years. Okay. We'd like to bring in Cincinnati's Hall of Famer, Brandon Hunter. Welcome to the show, B. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you. I know you. You're ready. We were going through the intro stuff, and you you were ready to make comments. Oh, you're... I'm so ready. I was ready for the for the the, the boxing thing with the different characters, <laughs> Glass <laughs> Joe. <laughs> you were ready. So, uh, tell everyone. I, I, I gave obviously your your basketball past here. Tell everybody what you're doing now. Um, I'm a president of basketball operations at a company called KMG, um, Cats Management Group. Yep. Um, where I represent basketball clients like I was once was um, abroad and in the NBA. Um, also do some things in college coaches. And I'm also a realtor with Caldwell Banker Westshell, which is um, obviously a local company here. Yep. And yep. Caldwell Banker is international, but the Westshell part. Okay. Is a, you know, I don't know from the history of you know uh, real estate here in our city, but it's a joint company that joined and made one company up under Caldwell Banker. So I have a group called Hunter and Savage Group. Okay. Um, and I do some real estate a little bit. Okay. Me and, me and a partner of mine. Good. Good deal. So okay, we we we've got a lot to cover. B. Now, you might not remember this. I don't know if I shared this story with you. Did you know that you and I played on the same basketball team? When we were little. No. How old? <clears throat> okay. So. If you tell me how old I was, maybe I remember. <clears throat> Gosh. I want to say you were around, mm, you probably were around 11 or 12. The church team? No. So do you huh. remember Joe Ely? No. Okay. So I played on a team. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was almost a it wasn't like AAU it was more of a of a rec squad right yeah because that's all I played until high school <laughs> yes well, well here, here's here's the story we we've never talked about this but so we were practicing at Summit Country Day on their, their they have a smaller like middle school gym mm-hmm. and you know we're we're older all the kids on the team are old, we're older than you and coach brings you in and you know we were doing some drills and and you were bigger than some of the other kids that were older than you. Your skill level was way lower than the rest of us. And we went to coach and said, nah, you, 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 we can't keep this kid. We, we, but there's no way. Haters. Like, we fought. Haters, right? Haters. We, we fought not to keep. Now, now part of fought, it was. Actually physically fought, people. There was <laughs> some jealousy a <laughs> that a young, you know, a young guy was coming in who was, I mean, you were. Taking your spot. Four or five years younger. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I was. Significantly younger. Yeah. I wasn't worried because you weren't my position. Oh. But I was one of two guys that were like the vocal go to the coach the, and, and, and the, tell people. Imagine that. The vocal right? haters. So, so you, coach goes, <laughs> first of all, this really happened. We've never talked about never. this. Never. You've, I've known you for what, 20 years? Well, I guess it uh, apparently it was 30 thing. years or yeah. 25. <laughs> He been he been cutting at you all throughout your career. <laughs> you, you ought to hear what he said with the Celtics. <laughs> so I tell the coach like that, that we we can't keep this kid. And the coach looks at me and he goes, first of all, this isn't your team. That's right. Second of all, Lame. you don't understand how good this kid's going to be. Really? He's sta- yes, he's staying on this team. So you played the remainder. And third of all, I don't believe in you, Meacham. So you need to <laughs> step aside and let yeah. the young kid yeah. take over. You, you need played, to wash my car or you're off the team in the morning. You played the rest of the season with us 
And the funny part is, of all the kids on the team, you had the most success. Oh. Well. How about that? Shows uh, how much you know. It shows how much the coach loves. Shout out to Joe Ely. Shout out to Coach Ely. Yeah. Wherever you're at right now, if you if you listen to this podcast, shout out to Coach Ely. Oh, been waiting to tell you that that story. So. I can tell because, dude, I see you like all the time. Like, <laughs> we've never we've never talked about, it, but I I knew. I said when we get this podcast going, I got to share that with them. So one of the great things is is your um your history of basketball in the NBA, and now you kind of on the other side, you know, being an agent. So we can get a lot of insight, especially, you know, Glenn and I have some thoughts um, about the NBA, but but you know from an insider's perspective. So I just want to go ahead. And you hear that, Glenn? <laughs> so I want to go ahead and jump into the NBA playoffs. And I, I for me personally, I, I, I don't know about Glenn, but they have gone a lot differently than I thought they would go. Yeah. Do you think so, Glenn? Yeah, the second round is, is kind of being – just a pushover for all the teams. The first round was tougher than, than the the second, which yeah. is bizarre. So, how about for you, B? What are your thoughts on the playoffs thus far? Was it something you expected? I mean, you played for the Celtics, and there, there, there. A lot of people did not expect this. You might have. Yeah, I expected. I mean, uh, I think that uh, first of all, from the top of it, is Danny Ainge, who I think is a, a basketball genius. I think he's. I don't a, think he gets credit though. A lot of credit for. Yeah, he doesn't. I think he does a great job of evaluating talent and then developing that talent. Yeah, um, Kevin McHale got a lot, lot of credit. Why for sending <laughs> Kevin Garnett over from Minnesota? Yeah, that that trade seemed like home cooking. But beyond <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like it was. I, I agree with that. Um, and then down to Brad Stevens, it was a very controversial hire out of college, but uh, you know he was a he was an offensive genius. Uh, had a couple guys on that team. Obviously, one being on his on his roster now, then the other one being Shelvin Mack. Yep. Um, and then the players. They draft guys that want to get better. They draft guys that are uh, basketball IQs are high and that are um, that are versatile offensively. And, and and with that, with all those pieces moving like that, and you put them all together, you see what we have now and and, and what they're doing with uh, in their series right now. Talk to us about Brad Stevens. Like he he's. In the NBA, you don't hear a lot about coaches getting credit. You don't hear them, you know, players after the game. Like, they're getting interviewed after a big win, and players are like, man, Brad Stevens is drawing up some amazing stuff, like the job he's doing. You just don't hear that enough a lot, right? Right. Yeah, I don't think um, NBA coaches, and like as you said, I don't think NBA coaches or GMs get a lot of credit because – you know, unlike college where you're playing for a scholarship and, right. and, and high school where you're trying to receive a scholarship and, and junior high or high school where you're trying to make your team, guys are getting paid millions of dollars. And how do you get guys like that to buy in and, and want to play and want to compete at a high level? And that, that's not an easy job. So, okay, let's let, let's talk about uh, the Pelicans. You and I and Glenn were talking about this out as we were coming in. And uh, Marcus, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, who – um, Mario is a, a Mario super worships. fan. Yeah, um, you, you were saying something earlier. Mario has a height chart of Demarcus Cousins in, in his room, and he, he marks off, uh, you know, after he goes works out, see if he. Well, that's because he was a Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, that's really because he was a Sacramento fan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, Mario. That's exactly right. Why didn't you discard him when he left? He's no longer. You're not still talking about Mitch Richmond, are you? I like. I still like Mitch Richmond. Yeah, but still I'm saying, a but, good player. Yeah, but I mean, you're not. You won't defend Mitch Richmond to the death. Well, it's because I feel like Demarcus Cousins was shipped out wrongfully. Even though I mean, he got in a better situation. He still he'll always be a king to you. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think B 
that, and I know what Glenn's opinion is, but do you think that the Pelicans would be a better basketball team with DeMarcus Cousins at this point? No. Why? Um, I think they have more flow right now. I think there's, uh, I think it's given uh, Drew Holiday a, 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 a role that he would not have been in if DeMarcus Cousins was there. You're a big Holiday fan. I'm a huge Holiday fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, and, and, and I, that's what I like. And this is, goes back to coaches. I think Alvin Gentry's done a great job at recognizing uh, where Holiday can be most effective. Um, and, and that takes a lot. And it takes a lot for everybody to buy in, for the team to buy in. And I think, uh, I feel that if DeMarcus Cousins was there, you gotta, you have to give him the ball. He's not a guy that can play without the ball. He needs uh-huh. the ball to win. Uh, I mean, he needs the ball to play, not to win, but to play. And I don't think that they would be nearly as effective um, if he was on the floor with them. So you don't think he's there next year? Yeah, I think so. I think, but I really? think as he comes back into the fold, it's kind of like with Terry Rozier and Kyrie Irving in Boston. I think once you sit out and you're sitting and you're watching and <laughs> yeah. you're seeing what's going on, right. you're more susceptible to accept what's going on with your team okay. and and the development of your team than when it comes in new. You understand? Like yeah. they're in the second round. They're, com- I mean, they're not going to beat Golden State, but they're competing right. at a high level. And I think that if he's sitting out and and if he's really about winning. He's going to be the guy that you know was, won't call for the ball on the block as much, and she'll set a pick for Drew Holiday to come off because he know what he's capable of, as he's seen, you know, since he's been out. Gotcha. But real quick, before I forget, back to the Celtics. Um, obviously, with Gordon got hurt, Kyrie, how different would that team be right now? Oh, I think they would win the East. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to think that uh, Gordon Hayward got hurt the first game of the season. So now you bring in, you have to have a rookie step in in Tatum. We got to see a lot from him. Um, You have Jalen Brown, who's a second year player who's playing like he's in his fourth year. I like him. Who I think is going to be an all star, maybe an Olympian. He's a he's a warrior and he wants to get better. He. You can tell his game has improved tremendously in one year. Um, but when Gordon, but see, that's the difference in when we talk about the Pelicans and when we talk about Boston. The, Danny Ainge drafts guys that he knows are team players and, 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 and they're willing to get better. And when Hayward come back in and Kyrie Irving comes back in, and you got to think Marcus Smart was out some games, who I think is their X factor mm-hmm. because he's making shots now. He's exceptionally defensively. He's a 6'3 Tony Allen to me. Um, I think that, you know, when Hybrid comes back and Ira Irving comes back, I mean, I think they'll be an exceptional team. I don't know what they're going to do about the Irving and Terry Rozier situation because Terry's looking like a star point guard. But, Man. but, but I Scary think even Terry. with that, yeah, but I think even with that, they'll still be, uh, uh I think they'll be the team in the East. Well, one of the things I heard was that, like, Stevens, how he's got it set up is that when the next man comes up, you basically assume the role. So it's not like um, when Kyrie goes out, then Rozier, you're just going to get 20 shots tonight. You're going to get, we're going to make you replicate the production of Kyrie. Mm -hmm. So even though obviously he's not considered as good a player as Kyrie, your role in that team becomes, you know, usually when, when somebody goes out, you kind of, you know, have to, um, everybody else has to pick up the slack to, compensate for the backup not being as good but like they were saying like you know if Rozier was to get injured then they would give 20 shots to Larkin and mm-hmm. it's just like that's that's kind of how the team is set up now now Glenn have you been impressed with Stevens thus far oh yeah no, no doubt yeah we me and uh, a friend of mine were saying that um, his friend was saying that he did not think um, he thinks Brad Stevens is overrated and we're just like 
when they lost Kyrie and Hayward, yeah. did you think that they're going to uh, continue to, to win playoffs? Mo- most people didn't. Yeah, it's like it, it, the guy admits that, but he wouldn't he wouldn't admit that uh, that Stevens had had overperformed for that team. It's like, well, you're an idiot. So <laughs> yeah, so are the Celtics kind of like the the the, the Spurs? Yep. Would, I, would, that's, that, would that be a that's a very fair analogy? Yes, I think very much so. Um, I think that and and back to they had know, a river walk. <laughs> back to what back to what what Glenn said about that uh you have a guy that that takes on that role of the player that's out but you also have to be um good about drafting the player that's able to do that. And before Kyrie got there, Rozier was there already. So right. they already knew what what kind of what was in Terry's back and and what he was able to do. Um so for me, I think, you know, it also goes back to the ability to evaluate and have an understanding of what a player's development can mm-hmm. look like going forward. And, and and as we can see, that has been Terry. Now, let's talk about Rondo real quick, because Rondo played with the Celtics and now with the Pelicans, and he's been criticized a lot as far as being a uncoachable guy. And, and some have said that one of his problems is he thinks he's smarter than the coach, and in uh, in some cases, people will tell you he is smarter than the coach. That's like me on Facebook. But <laughs> you're smarter than everybody on Facebook. But most of most and, of them, maybe only some, <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> but in this case, it seems to me that Rondo has has kind of found his niche with this group. Like he is the ultimate leader with this group, and also with the coach. And it sounds like they've bonded. And it sounds like the coach checked him one time, and they they really bonded, you know, after that point. Like Coach Ely. Well, well, (laughs) like who? Like Coach Ely. Coach Joe, he's talking about one. Well, so so what what is your question to me? What what do I? What is exactly? What 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 direction are we taking this? So where I want you to take is, yeah, I know I I loaded a lot there, but my thing with Rondo, I, I do believe he was tough to coach in the past, but. He's found that, and it's why has he found that now? Why is why is his leadership now effective compared to the past? Uh, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier: GMs and coaches, mm-hmm. uh, Dale Demps and, and 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 Alvin Gentry, being able to analyze uh, what pieces are needed and and how you mesh those pieces. To me, Rondo's a winner. You know, Rondo's been a guy. I think, and I and I said this the other day. Um, to a friend is that I think he may be like Jason Kidd later in his career. You remember Jason came in playing for Phoenix, mm-hmm. playing for New Jersey. They were transition. Everything yeah. was was transition. And if Jason Kidd had Paul Pierce on one wing and Ray Allen on another one and Kevin Garnett, he probably would have won a championship against the Lakers. Uh-huh. When he had King and Martin and Kerry Kittles. Um, I think that Rondo would be a guy that would be able to make some shots later in his career as we've seen he's being more aggressive shooting open three. Right. Um, I think that with the Pelicans, they have put him in a row that – where he's needed and where he's best at, mm-hmm. which is him controlling the offense, getting guys involved. Um, and I think that's why he has been successful because I I, he, I I would agree he probably is smarter than a lot of the coaches that he plays for. And and he's a very – he's an alpha dog, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think for a guy like him, it all has to add up. He seems like a dude that needs needs proper nurturing too. Like if he's in a situation in which he feels like like, you know, He's not being respected to the to the degree, then then things can go south real quick. But mm-hmm. when it when it comes to you know you put him on a team that has a real chance to win, you know unlike say 
don't know, Sacramento Kings. See, I think the second part, but see, I think your second. <laughs> hey, I think, don't, don't, don't disrespect Sacramento. <laughs> well, I disagree with the part of, of having to be nurtured. I think he's the complete opposite of an NBA guy that usually needs to be nurtured. Okay. I think that uh, Rondo doesn't need to be nurtured. I think he's a guy that goes about his own business. He don't need you to be his friend. He don't need you. I, Rondo's the kind of guy that I feel that he don't need you to pat him on the back when he passes you the ball and you score. He's going to pass it to you anyway because of the second part that you said, in my opinion, Glenn. Mm -hmm. He wants to win. He's about winning. He's about, you know, making sure the team is competing at a certain level. I think that's what's most important to him. So do you think a lot of the criticism that he's received in the past and and something like what Glenn's saying has been unfair? Yes, I think it's very, very unfair. I I don't know what happened with him and Ray Allen. Um, I don't know what that was about. Ray Um, Allen didn't give me nurturing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I think that I think that maybe Ray Allen was mad. That he was running too many plays for the for the face of the franchise. Maybe that was the problem. You uh-huh. know, he, Kevin Garnett setting the down screen on one side. Uh, Paul Pierce is isolating on the other side. We're gonna go to the truth. I think that may have been a problem. No, I'm joking. I don't know, right, right, but right. I do know that to me, Rondo is a triple double threat every night. Okay, um, and and any guard that rebounds the ball like that, plays defense, gets steals, gets guys the ball. That's what I want. Rondo I mean, we're in the air- before they're orchestrated, like 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 Westbrook's were. Oh yeah, before everybody stepped out the way and let you get the the free throw rebound. Right. right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah uh. <laughs> but yeah, but Rondo. I mean, he's a winner to me. I one, think he's about winning. One thing about Rondo, his hands are so big. Kind of like, kind of like a uh, Knicks, right? Like, like Van, Van Exel's hands were yeah. so big. Yeah, for a guy that's only six one. Exactly. Know. Yeah. That yeah. needs to be something that we we look at more with kids too. Like everybody, like you know, if you're tall, you play basketball. But if you got big hands, that puts you at like a yeah, the way you grip the ball and hold the yeah, ball. Yeah, like if Dr. J had had yeah. super large hands, and like that's. That's infinitely more beneficial than you know than, than other attributes. If you if you have large hands, right. you can just you could basically hold the ball with one hand. That that's a you know like Jordan. Yeah. It's huge because even when you're growing up, that's the first thing you, you, you when you're growing up and you're going through. Even and I didn't play. I played one year of junior high basketball for half the half the year, and then I played in high school. But even when you're playing at the park and you're out, the first thing is can you grip yeah, the ball? Can you, yeah. can you grip? Yeah. The, yep, can you yep. palm the ball? That's the first thing. Yep, for sure. And so when when the Bearcats played Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, this was in uh, Indianapolis. There's there's a picture, and I, I have to find it, but um, Rondo is holding the basketball like he's holding. I know people can't see me right like now. Like the Jordan but, Wings poster, yeah, only just hold, with one arm. Just with one arm. And <laughs> the Bearcats defender is like. Reaching for it, and like he's the not Jordan even Wings close. poster with one arm, but turned parallel. Thank you, Glenn, for the for the breakdown. I, I appreciate that. But I'm giving I, him a visual. But then, you know, when I I met Rondo this uh, past summer at an AU tournament, were you nurturing? I was very nurturing to him. Well, I I, I told him I said, hey, you know, you played the Bearcats and blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I gave him the whole thing. He didn't really care, but yeah, he did. He wasn't very responsive, was he? Yeah. Oh no, I was that's like, not him. Yeah. That's I was not, like, that's what I mean by the nurturing. He, he don't care about that. He he, he didn't care. He, he called you a lame. He, he didn't care to. He didn't care to talk. He said he tried to get Brandon Hunter kicked off the team and shit. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he don't. Yeah, he don't. He no, don't. No, that's I, not him. He's yeah. not. He's like he probably was like, okay, thanks. This yeah. Guy. yeah. But he. I mean, Are we done here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah much. Checking his watch. All right. Let's let's talk. Let's transition into the Raptors. We got to talk about how do you? Are they just fool's gold? How do they go from doing what they did in the regular season? Then what's going on in the playoffs? God's plan. Lebronto. And then you've got DeRozan. He he was averaging like 27.8 points prior to you know this game where he had, well, he sat the last 16 minutes. 
versus the Cavs. What's happened to them, B? My control over Debo. That's what it is. That's my control. You know, two years ago, something that, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember in a post-game speech, they were asking DeRozan uh, different questions about the series uh-huh. or the game. He said they have LeBron. He said this last year. It was last year or was it two years ago? I don't remember. It, it was two, two years, years ago. Oh, it was two years ago. I thought you were correcting me. It was two years it was ago. Two years okay. ago. You, okay. It was two years ago? Yeah, with, with Biombo. Yeah, he yeah. said they got LeBron as if the Raptors don't have DeRozan. Yeah. So they got my control over Debo. Yeah. You know, when he's when he's there, he don't talk. But when he leaves, <laughs> we be talking. I'll be talking again when when when, it's, when the when the, when the playoffs are over and the season starts next year after a good off season vacation, working out time with your family. I'll be ready to go out there and get you twenty seven again. Yep. When I got to go back through, you know, King James, and I don't know how that might go. He sat the last sixteen minutes of that game. That's a lot. And he hasn't guarded. Game. And my my other. Problem with that is, where's the matchup? He's a small forward, so is LeBron James. Uh-huh. Why don't he guard him? Who guarded LeBron on that last play? The rookie who's been guarding the whole series. Van Vliet. Yeah. yeah. Van Vliet guarded him on the last play? No. Yeah. yeah, and then the whole series, the matchup. Not on the last play. I, was I it? thought Van Vliet was guarding him. Not, not on the last play. Because he's been play. guarding him like all series. Yeah, not, I don't think on the last and play. And then the, the rookie's been guarding him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I play small forward, right? I'm an all star. There's another small forward. Yeah, that's an all-star on the other side. It would seem at some point during the game that would be your defensive. Match. It wouldn't even be at the mm-hmm. point. It'd be yeah. the jump ball for me. Right. I'm a small forward. You're a small forward. And I mean, even if I was the shooting guard, I might still. But the, and, and DeRose is. I mean, he's a hell of an athlete. But I mean. that's the deal with LeBron. Like, like literally, you know, when he when he's playing point guard half the time, he's your primary dribbler on on, on many possessions. Then who do you you know? I mean, you know, you could play all four positions, you right? Know what I mean? and, and basically, you could play all five positions, considering what what the centers become in today's age. So it's kind of like, you know, you just need to put the longest guy probably on LeBron and just you know hope you get you know some distraction on the shot. But so so if we're forecasting, Glenn, and we say that the Cavs are playing the Celtics, yeah, who do you take? At this point, it just looks like like. Stevens is just kind of out coach everybody, but I mean, I can't go against LeBron. I mean, you know, like like everybody on the Celtics looks better than what I think they are. Right. Once once they start playing, but I mean, it's been seven straight. You know, it. I, I still like the Sixers should should be be up two to one, but the 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 turnovers and the mistakes that they were making in that last game were just like you know I can't credit Brad Stevens for. You know Ben Simmons missing a dunk in right. the final five minutes and just things of that nature. So I would like to think that that the Cavs. I mean, it, until you stop LeBron, until you prove to me that you can stop LeBron in the East, I'm just giving him the East. You know, next year, the year after that, I'm giving LeBron at least four more more Eastern Conference championships. So you think he has four more years? Yeah, if he stays in the East, I mm-hmm. mean, the offseason's gonna be be fascinating. I, I don't know what we're because I can't think of a good team for him to go to. I almost think like. Him and Paul Pierce should just like go to like Orlando or just just pick a team. Paul, who? Paul George, Paul who? I mean Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul Pierce George. in the booth like us. <laughs> yeah, Paul Pierce has got to come out to retirement. <laughs> but like, I mean, almost a team that doesn't have anybody. Like, if we just said, okay, we're gonna go to Detroit because the 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 likely teams are already kind of stacked. Like the teams that don't have anybody, as far as like no, you know, it's almost like Atlanta, Orlando, Miami. 
again, which seems dubious, and like Detroit. But I mean, it, with that, you know, just stay with um, the Cavs if you can move somebody or go play for the Knicks. Yeah, with David no, Fisdale, no, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. But Fisdale makes on, it B. interesting. If, B, if, if, B, would you play for the Knicks if you were <sighs> if you were LeBron? No, 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 no not way. at all. I, I like, don't know where like like Glenn is saying. I don't even and when they get to talking about this about him moving, I don't know where L.A. He can't go west. He, but I mean, the west. Nah, is, he west go west. He might man. as well. He might as well just show up every day and play the season, and then go home in the playoffs so, in the first round. If you go to okay, west, so why you not go to play the west? Why not? Why not play in the west? Too much out there. I think it's too much. It's just too much in the west for him. Because you, the, the deal is, I think once KD joined uh, the Warriors, you pretty much say like, look, they're gonna be the favorites unless. There's no move LeBron can make where it doesn't seem like he's stacking the deck unreasonably. Like, yeah, he'd go to Houston and just be like, okay, now we, we have a better team. But a- that, that's kind of look like a punk move. And there's no, no move he can make to threaten Golden State. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that anybody can do to threaten them. Your goal is all. to be so dominant in the East and that yeah. Golden State has to deal with so much friction that by the time you – it's like, it's like, it's like um, you're boxing. If, if – I don't want to face Alex Meacham on Monday. I want to get him on Friday. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've been fighting fighting Patsies all week, and you've been fighting um, five different um, ethnic <laughs> ethnic stereotype boxers. You, you back to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, I, like, there's no place LeBron can go to that is a current championship contender without him looking like. Like he's just bandwagon because you go to Philadelphia, but 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 why not L.A.? Paul George goes there. You got Kuzma. They don't know how to win. Yeah, I think you want. But he thinks. But but you think he thinks. Well, why like would that? you go to L.A.? Yes, he thinks business. that. I, th- I think he sets himself up. You why have... would you go to L.A. business? A... Huh? Yeah, but I'm saying, but basketball wise, legacy wise, why do you go to L.A. over the other fourteen teams in the league that don't have a chance of winning? And tell LeBron and and say Paul George come there. Like obviously everyone wants to go to L.A. because the weather's nice and, and right. that's where you, where the money is. I mean you can, but you can say that with Portland. You know, go to Portland. Go to. But he has businesses set up in L.A. Let me tell you. Something. Anyone to be in the movies. Let me tell you how business True. is done in in, 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 in two thousand eighteen. Eh. It don't matter where you where you live at. Oh yes, it does. I, 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 I don't agree with that. Not if, you're if a you can, if you can walk to Hollywood Studios every day. That's a different story than being able to fly there once a week but or once a month. But if you're a billionaire, how, how much does that that really? I mean, I get it. Like you have, you could build relationships. But well, not even just build relationships. You can be in the. Just think, if you get out of practice for the Lakers and you go to the studio from one to three every day it's for acting class, he's you exercising. Can't do- he's, he spends a million dollars on his body. He can't. Yeah, he that's can't, from ten to one, though. He can't talk to these people. I, I, I think. He, well, let, let me let me just let me throw this out. Back there. up. Back up. I think. And we're going to get into this a little bit later. I think with with his pursuit, and I firmly believe he is on a pursuit to prove that he is the GOAT. And I think he showed that the other night when he kept consistently, purposely shooting fadeaways like Jordan. Like he was doing that on purpose. Yep, I agree. So I think 
Yeah, on he purpose could, to make the shot? No. Yeah, on uh, purpose to show that I'm the GOAT. Yeah. Like, that was... That was my, cause not kids, a step back, a fade. Kids were but coming shoot, in... But shoot, a fadeaway is not going to... No, gotta, no. Gotta, gotta, he oh, was, oh, that's the Sabini the legacy because he's making oh, a fadeaway. No, he was trying to do... Because kids were coming in the next day and go, his fadeaway is better than Jordan, man. Look look at Jordan's. Look at LeBron's. That's He was doing that on purpose. Uh, I, I agree with that. You agree with that? I totally, that. 100%. Yes. I don't know about that. I mean, he shot, I mean, he shot some tough yes. fades. That seems far-fetched. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think he developed that because he saw that as Jordan got up in, in age, that became a go-to shot. So he's but, been working on man, that. When have you seen him shoot that many at that? I mean, it was just. I mean, if it was falling, it's falling. I mean, I, I I don't know LeBron personally, but you know, I hear he's working on for next year. The sky hook. Just, just to shut up all the Kareem, no. the Kareem chatter. So that, that's what he's working <laughs> but on you next think year. Really, Glenn. That's what he's, that's what he's working but on. But the fadeaway is far fetched. On his kids pursuit. are gonna be coming. Mark my words. Next year, kids are gonna be coming coming into your AU team and gonna say, "I think it's his, his hook is better than Kareem's." No, they won't do that. So on his <laughs> pursuit to be the goat, I think going to LA, if he can get the right pieces, he thinks he can beat the Warriors, and if he can do that. That puts him in another I don't know. level. Well, if he go to LA, well, okay, let's think about that scenario. He should go to if, Warriors. If he wants to go to LA and he calls Paul George and Paul George wants to come, now you have to do what KD did. You have to find somebody to take a ten or fifteen million dollar pay cut mm-hmm. to come to the team. Yeah, who's going to do that? Him? I can see somebody doing Possibly. that. Who's a, yeah? So that's what you Paul, have to do. Paul Who, George Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is going to take the, the. Well, I heard. Tell me if you believe this. Kawhi, I heard wanted, Kawhi wanted to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I've heard that prior to the, and I think Glenn was the first one that that told me about. I this. broke this news just like what, what but, was I asking. But somebody else said the same <laughs> thing to me right after you did. But wanted to go to, go to the Lakers before the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. probably. I mean, that, that, yeah, I think that. He can have his own team. He's in L.A. Yeah, I would see that. I can yeah. see that. I think he's pretty done with San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Seems for like sure. it. For sure. What's the deal with that guy? But, he, pop, but they say there's a pop rule. You've heard the pop rule, right? No. What he's is not, he don't trade guys to other Western teams. Really? Yeah, he sends them east. I'm so, with it. So he don't have to compete. He's not going to deal with you trying to beat him in the season. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm That's his rule. So is that why the trade didn't go down? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I if got that you. cast healthy. I mean, because like Cleveland and um, and you know Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard with LeBron anywhere is a championship. No contender. doubt, yeah. no doubt they could beat the Warriors. I think. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think so. I, well, I th- yeah, I think they could. So LeBron yeah. plays the point. Paul at the two. Kawhi at the three. LeBron's full time point guard on this team. Oh no, I'm not saying even both of them. I'm saying j- just one of them paired with LeBron. If both of them go with LeBron, they're just all one of so just oh, Kawhi. You, so you saying just LeBron and, and Paul George can beat the Warriors? On, no, on, on, never. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Hey. Well, well, I'm saying, give me the Eastern teams that 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 wouldn't work work with. Oh, it'd be easy. Oh, you're talking about to, there is no way you you have to, to in order to beat the Warriors, you got to get three future Hall of Famers like. The, Golden State Warriors, and somebody got to take a ten million dollar pay cut. I think. With, I think with LeBron, <laughs> somebody got to get a marketing deal outside of basketball to make up for that money for that the they're money. taking a cut, th- like like Kevin Durant's doing with Rock Nation. <laughs> well, okay, like if if, if 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 um if Paul George goes to Cleveland right now, if Paul George goes to Cleveland mm-hmm. and Love is still there, don't you think that's a championship caliber team? No, 
They can make it to the finals. Yeah, they'll go to the finals. But, but, I mean, they won't, but once you get to the finals and you got LeBron, yeah. and, and anything can happen. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. Yeah, no. I, I would agree Paul, with that. Paul Glenn. George anything is good, as good as, as Kyrie. Yeah, Draymond still go. I no, think, no, I think, no, no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that shot making at the end of the game like Kyrie can do. Hey, well, guess who's now a shot maker with, with, with the fadeaway and, and the running one-hander? We'll see in the finals. Hey, Paul, Paul George is a done deal to L.A., right? Can, can we – can we agree on that? Don't, don't we think? Know. I know that's deal? where he wants to go. Yeah. I, don't, but, I think but, that's where he wants to go, but I don't. I don't. I don't number, know if he want to. I don't know. I and what really uniform don't number can he wear? He can't wear 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 twenty four. That's Kobe's, and he can't wear wear thirteen. That's Wilt's. So I don't think he goes there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think he's. I don't I know. I don't know. I mean that. I don't. I don't. If, if he could play, I don't with even LeBron. know what they're gonna. What are they gonna even do in Oklahoma? Like Melo said, he's not coming <laughs> off the bench. He's Allen Iverson, everything. That's he's getting paid twenty seven million. He's that, not opting out of that deal. He's not opting out of that deal. That so what is Oklahoma going to do overall? Because they they have to do something. Move back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's about the only chance. Man. Maybe hopefully the Seattle guys from the Supersonics days. Yeah. Please let's. We got to talk about the Sixers real quick. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, B. What what's what's going on with the Sixers? Because I, I, I picked them to come playoff out the basketball. I picked them to come out of the East. There you go. Did like, you? I did. So why? Why? Yeah, I, 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 I thought I've always I, considered you to be a pretty smart guy, especially I, from a basketball <laughs> standpoint. But but here's the thing, though. Like I look at it as what team has the best players, and I felt they had the best players. The Cavs. I think no. they have better players than the Cavs. The Cavs. They have LeBron James. That's one player. That's all you need. Well, that's, they, here, here, to, to win East, that's here, all you need. Here's so what, here's what are we doing? Like. LeBron James and Embiid canceled each other out? That's what you're saying? LeBron cancels out like three players on yeah. the Sixers. Well, well, what's interesting with the East is that you have the best player, LeBron, the best assembled talent, Philadelphia, and the best coaching with the Celtics. Right. And, and I don't know what the, and, and Toronto has the, the, uh, the best, best fan. And no, they got the six. <laughs> they got the six. So, so it's a weird thing because it's almost like a a paper rock scissors challenge that we issued to see which actually would win if you put best coaching, best player, best 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 talent all at once. And mm-hmm. it looks like we're gonna get best player versus best coaching, yep. and we'll see what happens. Yep. Who do you who do you pick in that one? B. What Celtics? Who? Celtics Cavs. Cavs. Got Cavs. I just don't. Because LeBron. Think, I just well, and I, I'm now if Kyrie was playing with the Celtics, different story. Even without Hayward, because Kyrie knows how to win. I don't know if the if if uh, the Celtics know how to win when it gets tight. I mean, Philadelphia threw the game away the other night. You know, they made some. I mean, JJ Redick is a veteran. He oh threw the ball. God. I mean, guys may and, and and people make mistakes. Basketball is a game of mistakes. Whoever makes the less wins. Right. Yeah. But I but I do but I think that um, when it comes to making adjustments and the winning side of things and really just the confidence. I mean, even J.R. Smith looking across at JJ Redick. You know, JJ Redick has been out in L.A. You know, J.R. Smith's been to the finals. He's won a championship. I think that at the point guard spot, uh, George Hill is is a guy who can. Um, really disturb Ben Simmons with his length, even though he's only 6'3", but with handling the ball. I think when Kevin Love looks across at Embiid, I think Embiid's a warrior. He's one of my one of my favorite players to watch because mm-hmm. he's from the old school. He's yep. not shaking your hands. He's not friends. He's competing. But then I think when you go into the secondary of some of those guys, um, I think there's some struggle there. To to when LeBron's going to play 45 minutes. You know, I don't know who's going to guard him. I guess Covington. Um, but then at some time there's going to be some switches and 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 shout out to Tyron Lue where people don't give him a lot of credit. 
but he's going to make some 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 adjustments for guys to make switches. You know, they got Cal Corver setting screens now to switch off, and I think that when it comes to time to win, like in a series, I think guys over there in Cleveland they they know what that looks like. Now, what what do we make a does Kyrie? Is it good for Kyrie's legacy if um, the Celtics win or if the Celtics lose? Either works. Or is is it is it good or bad? Neither. neither it, I don't think either are, are are bad. I think it's all. I think if they win and they go far, I think it gives everybody that experience for when he comes back for next year. If they lose, there'll be some games that you'll say, "Oh, they didn't have nobody to make shots at the end. They need a Kyrie." So I think they're they're both scenarios are his benefit. But I mean, but if you but if you win, if the Celtics win without him, there win win what? What do you mean by if win? If they get to the finals with, without him, then you say that they can win the finals with him. Because they're not going to win the finals. Yeah, they're not going to win the finals, but I don't think they're, they're, they're not going to win the finals with him either. Anyway, I, I think the real question is: Has wh- he been devalued by this run? No, no, I think not, not at I all. Don't think so? Not at all. I think the real question is: you think so? What do you do about Rogier? If your best player is out and you can make the finals, I don't think that says anything. I, I think in this that says something. I think no, this how many teams could lose their best player and still make the finals? Well, how many teams are assembled like the Celtics? Though we're talking about we're talking about a legacy. But, but here. I don't think we thought the Celtics were were this well assembled. Of course, Brad, nobody Brad, did. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know if I don't know if Brad Stevens could, could like put Brad Stevens on the current roster, coaching the current roster of say the Pelicans. Are they a finals contender? No, I don't know. No, because you don't have the same offensive power at the point guard position. I think that I think Brad that, Stevens finds the offensive power. At no, the point guard no. Position. First of all, Danny Ainge finds the power first, and I then and I then, think, what I do you mean, Drew, Rondo? Drew Rondo is, is, can't Rondo can't score the ball like Terry Rozier. Final period. Yeah, he wasn't the scorer, but, but, but Holiday would would, would 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 take care of that. No, not it. But you still got to have everybody on the Celtics rocker, rock, roster can score the ball. Even Marcus Smart at this point. That's not the same case. Darius Miller can't score on New Orleans. I don't know what they're getting out of the one kid with the afro. I can't think of his name. No, no. I don't think if you take the Brad Stevens system is set up. Denny Ainge sets up the system for Brad to be successful. That's why he hired Brad and he, it was controversial. He didn't because, set it up at Butler. What do you mean he didn't set it up? He didn't have to. That's, that's what he – But I'm saying I, I, all I know is Brad Stevens is getting performance way above that of his talent level. Well, it starts with the evaluation of the player that you're drafting. I mean, that's true. But you in college, if, we have two examples now of him in college doing it and, and basically getting to the the finals twice with a mid major. And now we have him in the pros, losing his two best players and being even money to reach the finals. Now, well, well you also have to take into consideration when he's now, rec- give that guy. You got to take AD? A, You have to take into consideration also that when they're sitting at the table and they're evaluating who they're going to draft or which player they want, that Brad Stevens has a hand in that. That's so, true. So he has his hand in that when he was recruiting Shelvin Mack and when he was recruiting, you know, Gordon Hayward. And there's a development side of that, too. I mean, Terry Rozier is, is a ten times better offensive player than, than we knew, than anybody we, knew. But we've never seen him with somebody who's a bona fide player, like, like as good as Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is clearly – could you imagine what he'd do with Anthony Davis and if he could get DeMarcus Cousins? But see, that's what that's – He what wouldn't you, want DeMarcus Cousins. But see, that's the thing. <laughs> the, 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 the power forward and center spot is not what makes the Celtics go. Yeah, well, Horford's a, 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 a – Three-point a, shooter. pro. Yeah, but he's a, he's a more consistent three-point shooter than Anthony Davis. He's a better passer. 
and he's not as much of a one-on-one scorer. But what makes That's the true, Celtics go? That one, two, and three spot. That's what makes them go. I think I think Brad Stevens would figure it out. I don't think he'd be in the finals. It's definitely not out there Brad in the wild, Stevens wild west. Is, is, is like MacGyver. <laughs> but, hey, All right, so MacGyver. Hey, let's talk Indiana about, Jones. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the Houston Rockets. What do we What do we make of the Rockets? Well, so I, I I wanted to see, and I've I've kind of changed my opinion a little bit because of LeBron. But I wanted to see the Sixers Rockets in the finals. I, I changed, be fun. It would have been fun. It would have been a different, but I did change my opinion after watching LeBron. I said, you know what? I'd like to see LeBron in the Warriors just just to watch, you know, just to watch great players. Like I don't know how much longer LeBron's going to be in. But what what do we make of the Rockets right now, B? What do we make of them? Yeah, I don't know. That's a do very broad. That, that's a very broad question. Do you think they're, they're better than than Golden State? Do, do you have no a, too do you, much one on one? Not at all. A, okay, so you got no, Golden no, State no. still winning. So, so you, Golden you, State, Golden State. Listen, first of all, Golden State. First of all, there's a ten million dollar pay cut. That's the first thing. Second thing, there's an NBA guy over there that coaches the team. The GM does a pretty good job in Golden State too. I think he did a great job of drafting Draymond. I Doing think. these GMs. Oh, it's a see people, be, but 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 see, you have to know the work that goes behind that because these teams have to be built. You have to be you have to make certain trade, just like the trade that happened in Cleveland that revamped them. They were in the they were in the mud, right? Yeah, yeah. Hood. You have to you have as the GM. You have to put the right pieces. Who's together. the best GM in the NBA? To me, Danny Ainge. Okay, Danny Ainge to me, and I'm not saying that because he drafted me. Yeah, you're. I'm right. saying that no, no, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, he's just. I mean, just look like we, 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 me and you know, we're me and Glenn are going back and forth about the Celtics and the Pelicans, and but just look at what the Celtics are right now. I mean, just look at their team, and there, there's more coming. The best GM was Hinky, and they, they Sam Hinky, and they let him go. The process. The process. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think he's. But, but, but back to it. To me, it's like college basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like. Whenever you, if if you can understand the statistics and the X's and O's, coupled with playing, it changes just understanding the X's and O's. You get more. I I, I think Danny Danny Ainge played in the NBA. He played against the greatest players. He played in one of the right. greatest franchises. He finds guys and just sees little things that just changes things drastically to me. Well, let, let me ask you this: You do not think the Rockets have a chance against the Warriors? The Warriors? No. What do you think it's going to six? six uh, that's a to me. I never call it five, six, or seven because the only thing I want to do is hold the trophy at the end. But if I had to pick, I probably would say five or six. I don't think it's going to seven. Okay, hmm. it's too much to me. I, they no, got nobody. Home, they got home court. Hey, listen. They do you, I, you, you. They're the Warriors are going to have too many bodies for James Harden, Clay Thompson, Eagle Dalla, Draymond. Too many bodies for all that one-on-one drill dribbling stuff. And you, you're going to dribble and you're going to take a shot. Draymond's going to get it off the glass. JaVale's going to run the middle of the floor or David West or Petrulia. You're going to have those wings running. And every time you miss a shot, it's but, a six, five or six-point turnaround, meaning if you took a two, they go shoot a three. If you shoot a three, they're going to shoot a three. You miss it, well, six-point well, turnaround. Well, Golden State's plan is they're just going to uh, – Petrulia's just going to step under uh, Harden and injury. So, what he does. so, so yeah. So, I, to get I I think the Houston. I think the Rockets are going to play them tougher than you think. Okay, I do. Well, I, I think do. the Rockets. I think they're going to play them tough. I think Capella's going to be. Uh, I, I think, and I think what I what I also think is what I think. Daryl Morey's a really good GM, but you know, Daryl Morey 
comes from the tree of Danny H. Okay. And I, didn't I know think that. yeah, and I think that Maury has some he has a lot of pieces over there. I think one guy that could change that series is Ryan Anderson, who hasn't done much. Ariza's been at the four mm-hmm. because of Gordon. But I think that Ryan Anderson can change that series because he can stretch the why? floor. Okay, I was gonna say why is that? Because Ryan Anderson is a sniper. Okay. He's a sniper at the four. He can really shoot the ball and he can shoot it from deep. But I think that uh when you get into those tough possessions, game on the line, 95-95, two minutes left, all those back doors, moving without the ball, mm-hmm. setting good screens, dribble handoffs. Did it takes to over. dominate them in the regular season? That's cool. That's fine. What, no. Like the, the 3-1 Rockets? or 4-0? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They so, did. Yeah. Yep. That's, the regular season means nothing. We should That's see. almost like talking about preseason and season. Hey, remember we beat y'all in them two scrimmage games, Miko? Yeah, we beat y'all about 40 on TV. All those games go on. Those games went, went, went towards the home court advantage that they enjoy right now. So, okay, let's, let's – At Oracle. So, here's listen, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about the MVP and the Rookie of the Year Award. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to jump into those, and then I want to finish up with some discussion with the state of, of basketball – um, something you'll have a lot of, I think, knowledge on and, and talk about Darius Baisley deciding to go to the NBA G League and how that might change the future of basketball. But looking at the MVP race right now, B, I want to know your opinion. You know, you hear LeBron James, he should year in and year out every year be the MVP. Harden, I think Glenn, I, I agree with Glenn, I think Harden should have been the MVP last year. I think uh, he should be the MVP this year. You agree with that, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. Okay. B, I want to know your opinion. Who is the MVP this year and why? Oh, it's a tough one, man. I mean. Danny Ainge. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one, man. I, um, MVP, it seems to me, changes every year. What the MVP means. What it means to the team or what it means to the league. Um. Minute, what, I, do you, what do you mean by that? Because I think we're on the same page with this. Well, well, I think some years we talk about who's the MVP, who's the MVP, and it's like, oh, what does he mean to his team? Mm-hmm. And then it's, oh, what does he mean to the, what has he meant to the season, and what has he done in the playoffs? And then another thing is for me, they give the MVP out at different times. You know, they give these, they, 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 they're pick and choose when they're going to give when they kind of push yeah. towards the guy. I mean, I think they give it out the set date at the same time, but I'm saying when you can feel the push yeah yeah but i i mean i i think if i had to pick a guy you got to go with Harden this year i think chris paul um i think trevor ariza i think those guys have and, and definitely eric gordon has been phenomenal in his role i think they definitely had a hand in them guys playing and, and finishing the way they did in the season but then on the other end golden state had a lot of guys hurt this year and i think they rested a lot of guys because they had a lot of bodies and i know they knew what they were getting ready for so houston finished first hardens the leading scorer second leading scorer wherever he finished but i guess if i had to pick it, it i guess it would be james harden but it's kind of hard to take it away from lebron and the way he's been able to carry this team um, but throughout the, the season because it's 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 been a long season and, it, and yeah for sure and he played all eighty two and, and and he always first, does first time in his entire career that he's played eighty two do you think it's true that the commissioner told him you have to stop sitting out games like you need to play maybe because this is this is a business well they maybe. started the, the the year in uh in like September. <laughs> No, they but they started it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to give to stop the you know I think the yeah, players yeah, yeah. said yep, so yep. so that, gotcha. that that made a lot of sense and yep. I, th- I think he wanted to do that just to like okay 
since this has been the criticism, you know, and obviously he could have set out probably a couple just, just to, you know, but I mean, I think, I think he kind of made that, that a priority and stuff. It's like, okay, I am the, the, the main person in the league. I'm the league wide attraction. So I'll do that. And like I say, it is fitness is crazy. It is, but I think, no but I think also with this playoffs that he's played, uh, what do I mean? When we're talking MVP, we're talking about the whole body of work, right? We're talking about. The, I thought it was regular. season. No, it's just regular season. See, they, yeah, they, exactly. They, but they've, see, they've already but see, voted theoretically. Yes, right. Yeah. So, but at, 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 exactly theoretically, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. Like, okay, it's 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 based on a regular season. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we haven't gave it out yet. Exactly. What? Why? So exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. it's different times. Like it's like, and then like okay, so James Harden and them lose to Golden State. LeBron's in the finals. It's 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 two one Cleveland. Why do the awards they, leak? It's two one Cleveland. What are they shouting at uh, up at Quicken's Arena? MVP. Yeah. So now are we giving MVP because he got to the finals? But I thought it was the regular season. Yeah, right. So that's right. why I really don't have a clear answer for that. I mean, right. If we're going on a regular season, obviously it has to be James Harden. Yeah. I mean, well, they already they are the voters are already in the book. Thing are they? Where's been, the book? Uh, it's, it's in the Glenn, commissioner's Glenn. office. <laughs> yeah, tell, but, tell, but it once, al- you, once you hit silver on Twitter, tell them to send it. To it you. always bothers me, like like a couple of days before it's announced, it leaks, and I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah, like you know, we've got the record industry. Albums don't leak anymore. They they figured that out. Like, like they maybe, did maybe That's three right. years ago. That they're like, look, like you ain't getting this. You might know 444 is coming out, right. but you, you, you hear it with the rest of the world here. Right. You, you ain't Jay-Z or Beyonce. You, you ain't heard the album. Hey, hey, B, tell me if you agree with this. I think from a marketing standpoint, the NBA looks at who, who could – now, obviously, they got to perform, but who could be the next guy we can market? So I think like next year, Anthony Davis, they will make a push for him to be the MVP. Like that, I feel like Anthony Davis is kind of that next guy. He was in the discussion a little bit this year, but from a marketing standpoint – LeBron's three to four years away from leaving the game. It'd be more advantageous to give it to an Anthony Davis, um, the next the next guy up. Does that make sense? Do you, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're grooming someone, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. They're grooming someone to be the face of the of of, of the of the league as they have to pass the torch because the obviously there has to be some transfer of power eventually. Right. It's going to be 16 for LeBron next year. Yep. Now, Glenn seems to think that he has four more, which would put him into 19. I don't know. How you many? Know. I think three after this year. Okay. I think th- I think three after this year. I think he, and wants he walks to play, away. I think he wants to play with his son. I think that that that's that, that will be dope. That that's what's got to go down. How old is his son? His son Ron, is a Ron. freshman in, in high co- school. In high school? Yeah. Not not right now. I, yeah, I thought he was a freshman in high school. I think next year. Next, he'll well, next year will be he'll be going in high school. Okay. Yes. How, how long can LeBron? be this good because i mean he's 33 but the miles is way more when you consider the playoff games well, lebron has played like like 18 seasons already let me say 20 <laughs> <laughs> if you think about the finals yeah i mean you think yeah, of, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, like two every, and a half more yeah but yeah. Let, me, let me say this let me say this I, and I, I obviously i didn't play at the highest level of the nba but your body changes at 35 okay your body starts to change what is he th- he's 33 right now yeah. so he's two years away from now he's different than a yeah, lot of yeah, people. Yeah, he was born better, and he's been like for the last like four or five years. It seems like he's just been been. He's got a regimen that nobody else is basically ever, ever well, following. Well, right, you know what that's but, about. That goes back to learning how to win. That was Miami. Miami yeah. taught him that. Yeah, at but, least that's but, what I think. But when you hit thirty five, it changes. It changes, and in your mentality to want to stay at that top level, you're kind of like, uh, this is your this boxing is, talking, right? 
<laughs> when you hit 35, you notice that the, the I just in that general. the punches hurt a little bit yeah. more in the ribs. I, f- I but no, it does. I mean, you agree with that? Yeah, being I mean, it, I feel like it does at 30. Mm-hmm. I feel like well, I you, feel, and you played more than I did. Yeah, I feel like at 30. I mean, I feel like once you 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 hit that 30 mark, you can kind of them early 30s, you can kind of feel. You know, your your body doesn't respond as quick. You don't get back in shape as quick. It don't snap back from injury yeah, for as sure. quick. Like when you fight the Russian boxer with the with the uh, <laughs> on Friday. The, the, the wool hat on <laughs> on Friday. On, on Friday, you got you got notice. <laughs> you got to feel that thirty five passing for sure. Yeah, but so I don't know. I I I I'll be honest you, with you. How many years do you give LeBron? And 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 when when you say give him what to play at a high level or to can you continue to get to the finals to still no. be be walk a away. Top, Basically, uh, okay. Well, if we can see him the best player, he's the best player in the world. In the, in we have world. to. I mean, yeah, how many more years he the best player in the world? You think he's the, still the best player next year? I do. Yeah, I do next year. So now seventeen, eighteen, that's, seventeen. That's uh, I think it's kind of going away. Eighteen. I don't know. I don't well, think so. KD has to figure it out a little bit. I mean, he has to. But like, we don't equation. think KD is a top five MVP candidate probably right right now. He was hurt a lot, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Th- this year and and I, I hate that team. That team was so much more fun when it was it was like Steph because it seemed like it was like an underdog team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I it agree. seems like like such prohibitive favorites sure. that you're just kind of like. And, right. I, and I understood KD wanted to go play. I mean, I, I understand this whole Westbrook situation, but it just would have been nice to see him go somewhere would would have continued to keep the parity. Yeah, in the imagine, league, if imagine, that was imagine, I, imagine um um Demarcus Cousins um gets thrown in jail for a bar fight, and KD was playing with Anthony Davis. What a fun team that that would be, <laughs> as, as opposed to as opposed to a, 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 a you can a get out pretty out, a the, bail, the bailout is pretty quick on a bar <laughs> fight. <laughs> but to, no, but to think about yeah but, Westbrook, Harden, you had three future MVPs on one team, and they couldn't. The fact that they just didn't just roll the dice for the final year just to figure it out. Well, they paid Ibaka first. That's what happened. Yes. Yeah, they, that's they, right. Yeah, they Ibaka. paid Ibaka and they didn't have any money that's for Harden. Right. But, but, but but you still but, had him on contract. No, nah, but you know what you do? You know what you have to do? Somebody has to take a ten million dollar pay cut. Yeah, like well, yeah, obviously. If, if James Harden says, <laughs> "You all about no, that no, no, Houston, I don't want that eighty million for fact. Let me take this uh, sixty-two million over here and stay in Oklahoma. Then maybe you have a Golden State. So do you, do you, in retrospect, you much would rather rather. And he was and Harden, Westbrook though, and Harden was coming off the bench in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Yeah, you gonna say something, was, Mario? Yeah, and no, I was gonna say, do you think uh, it's any way possible that Melo uh, restructures deal for next year? Just it, it's, if, they the, if they wanted, if they I don't think I don't think Pressy's restructuring anything. Not, not a chance of him. <laughs> if they, no, I don't know. I don't if know. they wanted to bring another player in, you think he would be able, he would be willing to take like. Not say like that drastic of a pay cut. Not. But go from absolutely not. Go from twenty seven million to twenty. Absolutely not. Seven million. Melo Anthony ain't Mello? taking no nothing pay cut. Less. I don't think so. No, no. way. Where does where, do you think Carmelo returns to being being anywhere near no. his, his all star level next year? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't. Where does he play next year? I don't know. I wish he would. I wish he. He's in. He's doing the Allen Iverson rule. Oklahoma. And City. I love Mello. I love. Wait, 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 I love Mello when he was in Denver. I, I've, I've loved him. When wait, he, what'd you just say? He's the Allen Iverson. He's doing the Allen Iverson thing. Explain that. Allen Iverson said he wasn't coming off the bench. Right. He's, he's drinking heavy. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wasn't. He said he wouldn't come off the bench. Right. I mean, you're in your 16th year. You're going to your 16th year. You didn't have great production this year. You still are Carmelo. You still can make some shots. But why? 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 Why can't you be a team player? 
D-Wade did it. Yeah. But see, that's the difference between champions. And, and Allen Iverson and, and, Mel, and Allen Iverson has changed our game. Mm-hmm. And Melo has been a, a prolific scorer in our league. But I gave D-Wade a pass. I gave him my hat when he LeBron came to his city and he welcomed him with open arms. Right. Because he wanted to win. Right. And he's coming off the bench for Miami when he gets traded back after they traded him or, or he left in free agency or whatever the hell happened between him and Pat Riley. Right. And he still came off the bench. So why can't Allen Iverson do it when he was in Detroit or Denver? And why can't Melo do it in Oklahoma right now? Because he's, well, he's a star, baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, if we're about winning, I think he would be great at twenty minutes a game coming off the bench this year. And and you're getting paid twenty seven million, but I think if he decided to do that, it would he's change a, the whole dynamic for OKC. He's a starter someplace, though, right? I can't. I don't. I don't think Melo's deteriorated to the point that he's got to be. I mean, a someplace, yeah. But he's, sure. saying. But he's yeah. like a third option, though, or a fourth. That might be the case, but I still think he's a starter. I think he could be and a second is, option. And I think that hurt. I, I think him also playing the three this year. I would have liked to see Patrick Patterson step up a little bit more this year at the four. If Carmelo but, goes to say uh, Atlanta, is he not a, a, a nineteen point a night dude? Yes, of course. And they, they yeah, and they go uh, thirty. Yeah, they, they go, go yeah. thirty two yeah, and fifty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? Why not get Carmelo next year for a team that's he not got a no looking- trade clause. Oh, yeah, but I mean, but why not? Why not try to get get Carmelo if you're just thinking lottery next year? He got a no trade clause. He ate. But I mean, he would approve the trade to 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 Atlanta. I'm I don't think he's approving the trade to anywhere. You don't? Oh, I don't. Th- I mean, you think Lala do- wants to be in o- Oklahoma City? No, Everything she's not. About Are Lala. they still together? She's not in Oklahoma City. She's in L.A. They love one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into what started this whole thing: the Facebook discussion over Rookie of the Year between. Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Well, I don't want to go down this road with Glenn. Am I, right, we, we got go, I'm not about to be in here. He go toss me up against one of these windows. I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> now, B, you and I are on the same page. Um, Glenn seems to differ with us. As, he ain't even in the book. He's in a whole the, different subject. We in English. He, he's in science class, <laughs> chemistry right. or biology. Uh, Glenn, let me let me lay let me lay this out for the people. So, my my thinking is okay. By the rule. I think Ben Simmons will win Rookie of the Year. Well, there I'm, we not, have it. I'm not debating that. However, should what I'm saying, the rules should be changed, and I do not believe he should be eligible for Rookie of the Year, and it should go to Donovan Mitchell, who's been the best rookie. I mean, Tatum obviously was really good, but I think Donovan Mitchell, he's a lot better than I even thought he was. Just watch him in the playoffs. So, B... Um, you you agree with me, and, and from a standpoint, we'll, we'll let I'll, actually we'll let Glenn speak first on why you don't have a problem with that rule. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying, but is he the plaintiff or defendant? Because me and you are on the same it's a, side. Let, let, <laughs> we'll let him go. Well, my thing is, you're you're saying that it's an unfair advantage that he's been in the league. Yes. And I'm saying. That that's an advantage, but it's not everything that's an advantage is an advantage. So he's twenty years old or twenty one. Donovan Mitchell is also twenty one. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma is twenty three. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'd rather be twenty three than twenty one. It's an advantage that that he has age wise. Yeah, he has he has that much more years in in being an adult in maturity and being whatever your physical development. On his side, but we don't cancel that out. But I'm saying you, you, so, so because I don't think that's an being a, the age is an advantage. Well, it's obviously a better 
you're you're a better player at 23 than you are 21. So why why aren't we why are we disqualifying anyone based on the fact that they're two years older? Jason Tatum uh, was was 19 for the majority of this year. Is it fair that he's in the same rookie class with a 23 year old? Okay, yeah. I'd say that's the way we do it. But I'm saying that's not if that's fair. Then it's also fair that that Ben Simmons, who was spent last year injured, but was was you know got to you know be in the system. Mm-hmm. Without ever playing, but a year in the league though is not the same as somebody being. It's not the same, but but it's 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 an it's a different sort of advantage. You agree it's an advantage. You're saying it's a different. Yeah, it's a different. Everything's an advantage. Is the advantage that 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 you know somebody played in a a, a, a D one school when somebody else played in a in a mid major? Yeah, that's an, that's an advantage. But I don't think those are advantages. The age and what you just described with the different division. I don't think that's an advantage. According to the rule, if you look at the the rule, which I think needs to be changed, if you've been in and, and, and Brandon could talk about this way more than I can. If you've been in a system, an NBA system for a year, you practice, you don't play in the games, you learn from the coaches, you learn from the veterans. And what I think is the most important point, you learn what an 82 game schedule is like. That's one of the toughest grinds. B. Help but you're out. not playing, so you're you're not physically feeling the grind. Yes, what? you are. You're physically feeling the would grind. You, would you tell? Uh, I didn't you. play. I didn't play the first fifty games of the season. I I didn't even wear a jersey, and and because uh, we had Rafe LaFrance, Vin Baker, Antoine Walker, Walter McCarty. But you're you are working out twice a day. Not Ben Simmons. Why wasn't he? Because he was injured. He, he was, was the, no. He was working he, out. He was. He, he yes. wasn't. In, listen, 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 Glenn. Go ahead. Listen, Glenn. They held him out. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. He he could he could have played the last like twenty five games a year, and they just, yeah. just chilled him out on that. Maybe the last forty. How many games is after All Star? Forty two. Yeah. Well, it's not directly in the middle, but it's probably like like, like, it's like about 30, fifty. It's about thirty something games. Probably like thirty six. I think yeah. you get the game fifty before yeah. All Star, so he could have played forty something games because he he was ready to go in January. Take for instance this. So I was at the Pacers game the other night. Uh-huh. Okay, and the humble, humble brag, the humble brag, and I'll do another humble brag. After the game, I went to see Edmund Summer, who played at Xavier. Okay, who's sitting out this year? He's not. Well, he played, I think, a couple games at the end of the year with the Pacers. Talking with him after. So his, should he be MVP? His exact words. <laughs> I am exhausted. Yeah. He was like, I am absolutely exhausted. And sometimes this dude more, did not play. Sometimes you're more tired. I was more tired not playing than playing. You don't play, you got to get up and hit the track. You got to get on a treadmill for 30 minutes. But you learn that. I think you learn that grind. Yeah, you do. I, and I, I think that's an important piece to it. With Ben Simmons traveling every single game, I don't think so. I don't know the dynamic. I don't know that. if he was traveling. Yeah. I would I would. Def- I think that makes a difference. But false. Yeah, it does, for sure. Yep. Fultz traveled Mark with Hill. the team. Yeah, he traveled because when I went to the Pacers game, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. But he, yeah. he was playing by then. Wasn't no, he? now the no. game I went to, he did not he, play. But he, he was he was like a week away from playing. No, when I went to back when TJ McConnell got me tickets back. Oh, okay, he was, okay, okay. Yeah, this Early was back. Okay. Yes, yes, he was with them. Well, where, where, were they, where were they playing at? At the at Indiana. Okay, the Pacers. Okay, this was at Indiana. Okay, yeah, it was so, at Indiana. He was an hour and a half away. I gotta go to a Pacers game with you next year. You you must. I yeah. I got you. Okay. I got cool. you. They're they're great. The, the Pacers arena is great. 
fan friendly, everything. I love it. I love yeah. it there. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking to cause an incident. And the fans are great. <laughs> They're Indiana. The Indiana fans. Oh are my great. god, they yeah. love. You know, the great thing about, like you said, Indiana fans. I was there for the Indiana Cavs game, and listen, they don't want the Cavs to win, but man, they they just are like want to see a game. They want to see a good Get game. game. They're yeah. not abusive like crazy fans to the to the opposing team right yeah they're fan, they're the basketball fans right yep. for sure yep. lebron dunks the ball or somebody hits a big three they're like oh just because they see want to see the entertainment so let me ask you this b do you think they'll change the rule at any point oh i don't know maybe i mean who knows how who knows what they're going to do if it's beneficial for the league you can't you whatever's can't beneficial ben, for the brand I they'll do you can't deny ben simmons his his his, his, his shot at rookie of the year you can't give him a shot but i think it's pretty clear who it is now I think Donovan Mitchell should be. But. I think it's pretty clear now, though, right? Yeah, Glenn? I, I is could, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the without the rule, with, with with saying that all the advantages and all that stuff, but even the clear of who's the better player in this rookie in this season, is it clear now? By, yeah, by off I, of, I, yeah. I think if if you gave it right now, it, it would be Mitchell. But I think I think the NBA has a vested interest in giving the rookie of the year to the player who will be ultimately be the best. I mean, like, it's just like, like Theodosius. It's like Theodosius, who's his first year in the league. You know, I, at thirty, well, he's like, a rookie. I, I agree with what you're saying. But like, Glenn, like with Carmelo, but, Carmelo arguably had a better rookie year than, than LeBron, but people knew LeBron was the, the the second coming. So he had a better rookie season. Yeah, and 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 they they I think he, he scored more points, and they made the. Uh, well, he's definitely gonna score more points. I think Denver made the playoffs. LeBron was the first rookie to average twenty seven and seven. Does he? Yeah. Right. Okay, but 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 I think th- there there was a statistical Statistic. argument that, to be that made showed that he he that, clearly that, was a better player that year. Not clearly, but but his since his team did better yeah. than LeBron's team, but people basically I think made the consensus that look he's younger. We know that you know because that, that was a a, a a debate that I made in the Ben Simmons thing was mm-hmm. that why was. Um, Carmelo got to play play a year of college. Surely that was an advantage, as opposed to LeBron coming straight from 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 high school. But they basically knew that LeBron was going to be be the better player ultimately. So you wanted to be on the right side of history and give it to LeBron. I think the same thing that people feel that Simmons will be uh, generational talent. Sure. So we want to be on the right side of history and no. and, and make sure that he, he gets the award. I will say this. I think the same reason that Carmelo didn't win. In, or uh, rookie of the year is the same reason Ben Ben Simmons shouldn't win. Just ultimately, he was in a better situation. Donovan Mitchell was in Utah. What were they expected to do this year? Not nothing. Much. Okay, what did they do? They overachieved everything drastically. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and and, and I'm but, telling. But I mean, but he's playing in. He's got no pressure as well, though. I think that that's Ben Simmons didn't have pressure either because Ben Simmons got no pressure. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons was the number one one pick at one so, point. So hey, that's no, obviously. hey, listen, you take Joe Embiid out of that team. Where where's Ben Simmons right now? Uh, probably more at home, per game. getting ready for next season. Yeah, but I'm saying, but Donovan Mitchell did not come into this year with with any expectations to what he's doing, and so that's fine. But and, and by the way, the spotlight. What's the spotlight like in Utah? Nothing. It's nothing like the exactly. spotlight in Philly. But that has nothing to do with production, though. Like, like Donovan Mitchell is the leading scorer. Oh, no, on no. A t- I'm not taking away from him, but, but to Mario's point of, of someone having having pressure on him, I think you can make Well, Ben Simmons does have pressure because, look, even if you – look, let's say that they lost in the first round, you still say, oh – 
the Sixers are going to be really good going forward Trust because the yes, the exactly. process. So, so, it's still part of the process. Yeah, yeah, so still, the process is still in motion. Yeah, it still is with that jump shot. It's definitely still in motion. Yeah, but the, because but Donovan has, Mitchell puts it in the hole, man. But, he put, but no one nationally is looking at, at, at Utah to do anything. So so he got to operate much of this season with with zero pressure. I didn't even know Donovan Mitchell was. Ben Simmons got to operate without no pressure. He didn't have to do nothing. He can't listen, man. Joe Embiid, if he's not on that team, Ben Simmons has a Netflix documentary. That don't, what, what, does what, that, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? We, I mean, the, the Ferguson's on a commercial give, give, with 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 uh, Paul George. I mean, what does what, what does I mean, that mean? I I understand what 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 Glenn's saying, and I think I think to to Glenn's point, Ben Simmons probably does put pressure on himself. Number yeah. one pick. I mean, listen, but, he should be. I mean, I, I love Embiid, but Ben Simmons should be the most productive guy on that team. Yeah. yeah he, he, prob- he probably thinks he should, too. And he yeah, ultimately he, probably will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I right. don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I To me, I mean, you got to put it in the hole, man. That's what the league is about. You got to when, – when your team need a bucket – that's why there's so much debate about who's the GOAT and all that stuff because the NBA comes down to, yeah. I know what move you can do, I know what you're going to do, and I still can't stop it. Right. He'll well, nobody there. has this. Nobody I has mean, this. He averaged 17 points as a rookie. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah, 16 at the point guard, I think that's easy. As I far as his usage rate and every I, time he has the ball, that's easy. But I, when that scout report come out, he put up that Will Chamberlain paper. I think. I, listen, I think Ben will get there, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I think he'll get there because he can pass the basketball so well. Yeah, he has a great feel for the game. Right. I mean, they've been playing with pros since he was a kid. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. and in Australia, he's playing with – I mean, he was 6'4". They say he was 6'4", 6'5", when he was 11, 12. Jesus. So yeah, so he's playing pickup. You know, so he when he was going to junior high, he's playing pickup with guys. That's why his feels so great. Right. But then when you got that feel and you keep growing, now you're a 6'8 point guard in high mm-hmm. school – then you don't work on your you don't have to work on your shot because you yeah. don't need it right yeah so right okay let's let's segue into Darius Baisley um, Princeton High School Cincinnati star player five star recruit originally commits to Ohio State Thad Mata gets pushed out so he decommits from Ohio State commits to Syracuse decommits from Syracuse decides to go to the NBA G League draft. Which is if, this he, if he fall. decommits that he's got to be the three D man exactly. So that, that the the NBA G League draft is this fall, and I believe they have twenty seven picks in the first round. I think there's like a hundred and four picks. Okay, I'm assuming based on the hype, he'll probably you help help me out on this. Is that beat. televised? Do they do they get? get it's on nice YouTube. Suit? They okay. do they do it on YouTube. All right. Um, I think like the G League. Doesn't the G League have like some YouTube deal or Are something? The girlfriends like that? there. Yeah, something like, yeah, something I, that the YouTube girlfriends channel. come out. I hope so. They, they should do it up. Um, the girlfriend but, should all be there with their IG page too, just like like to give that 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 last that last moment where you can get get a promo for for your Instagram. Stop what kind it. of bags? <laughs> but B, don't feed, don't feed him, don't be. <laughs> B. I Dude, told you, I, I told you, just man. Set I, him up. I, I like this guy, man. This guy, if you, hey, you hear that, I, I love his debates, boy. He can he, don't get feed the animals. <laughs> <laughs> don't feed that. Don't feed the animals. Don't knock on the glass. So so what, when you when you saw that Darius Paisley. Had decommitted from Syracuse and entered the NBA G League draft. First high school player to ever do this. What were your thoughts? I was uh, a little nervous about it. Okay, you politically (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you were you were nervous. Yeah, a little nervous about that. Um, uh, There's pit bulls in the G League. Yeah, there's guys in the G League that are getting paid 
30, 40 grand and yep. you're 30 years old. Yep. And you come in as an 18, 19 year old and hot you know, shots. And you know, you come in and you, 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 you got to, maybe you're going to get a deal from somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he's going to get a marketing deal. Or what was the guy at LA? What was, what was my guy at LA? He was, he was in the G League for years. Oh, the guy that got in the game this Ingram, year? Ingram, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was now imagine, imagine Ingram looking across at Baisley. On a cold day. Grown man. Yeah, basically, let's say basically gets drafted by the the Iowa Energy. Okay. And it's a cold day of Des Moines in January. <laughs> that guy is going to eat him alive. Oh, no doubt. And he wants he wants to see his heart beat in his hand. Right. Because he's young and he's going to make 10 times more money than him. So I don't know. I don't. I mean, that I, 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 I would be interesting to see. I mean, I, maybe he'll be a trendsetter. Pressure you know. bust pipes. It sure, it makes diamonds too. <laughs> is this the future? Yeah, I think so. Um, with this whole one year you have to play in college, yeah, yeah, or one year somewhere. I mean, Brandon Jennings did it. Went to Rome. He went. To, he went yep. Yeah. Yep. Then and then Ferguson went to Australia. Um. So we who knows who's to follow. Okay, let me ask you this. So why why is there a microscope on basketball players? If you look at you look at tennis, you no look one, at baseball. No one cares. The no mo- one cares. Let me ask you. This. Where did where did Nadal go to college? Where did Federer go to college? Where did Serena and Venus Williams she go to college? She decommitted from Syracuse. She, How about Sharapova? Venus, <laughs> Serena uh, Williams turned pro at age 14. Yeah. Okay. Nadal, age 15. Yeah. All right. All of and no one no one says, oh, I'm worried about Federer's education or, or, or cared anything yeah. about that. Because they're not making money off of it. Because there's not a system to make money and the the, the – Participants are primarily on on on, on poor black folks. <laughs> Imagine if there were more inner city tennis players. If if that if yeah. that would change. Yeah, those are club sports. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's, country that's club sports. Yeah. yeah, but but anything. The the system has been set up with with too many people are making money off, off the kids and. Yep. You don't have that in like no one cares about college baseball. College yep. baseball doesn't make any money. Right now, I could go to UC and and, and me and you can get a, a ball, bat, and glove, and we can play nine innings at, at Johnny Bench Field. No and doubt, we, and we wouldn't even get chased off until the third inning, <laughs> if that, if that. But if I bring a basketball and try to play at the Shoemaker Center, oh, you're you're going. They're going to shut me down because no one cares about college baseball or Johnny Bench Field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> randomly. And, and, and to your point, baseball. Um, Pete Rose, he signed right out of high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, in a, in a, I mean, in baseball, you can get drafted yeah. four years in a row. Yeah. You can get drafted going to come out of high school. Oh, you drafted me? Well, I'm I'm still going to head on over here to UC. Yeah, oh, I'm into the draft. You drafted me? No, nah, I'm going to go back. I want to finish my second year with chemistry. Oh, you drafted me? No, nah, I switched majors. I'm going to switch from engineer. <laughs> yeah, you can dra- You can get a guy and get drafted all day. There's not a, a whole, but there's a whole economy based on the exploitation. Of, That's always of, been of, a that was of, yeah. huge argument in one of my sports law classes. Yeah. Was how you can get drafted to baseball and, you know, football, which makes sense to me. You got to wait three years because it's a whole physicality game. I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then, but basketball, you know, you got this, you know, you put your name in a draft. I mean, there are so many guys out here that are testing the waters right now. Yeah. You know, there's a ton right. of guys there. They but you, can, I, you can go back. Yeah, as long as you don't hire an agent. Yeah. You know, but. In football, even like there are certain players that could be one and done. Like, 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 yeah. like Adrian Peterson. Like, I do feel with football you need because I don't know how you would ever get get the structure for that many people. You're saying play. they're physically capable of being one and done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's rare. Like Maurice Claret could have done it. Adrian Pearson could have done it. 
and like you know Lawrence Taylor. Like they're 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 really like right now, um, Nick Bosa could 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 be in 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 this year's draft as well as the uh, the guy from uh, Gary from Michigan who, who's who's not as good as Bosa. Um, could could also Hold have, your have, have been, been it. Brandon, uh, Mario's a big Michigan fan. Is he? And, Not hard. And Glenn's a big Ohio State fan. So they, they go at it for like 20 minutes of the podcast. By the way, I put my, my Ohio State um, jacket on my, my Instagram. Oh, and, and it was it, it really it really really is a, it's resonating I'm sure. th- throughout throughout the the state not I'm just sure. not just the city of Columbus the, the state I, I bet nobody from Michigan liked it huh? okay see this is well, the, this is where it starts well, well why would they? and then it goes on then it goes back to Demarcus Cousins did, did you see the Atlanta <laughs> episode where they had that, that, that I have uh, yet to watch that show uh Brutus Buckeye um forwarded my my tweet um of uh it basically had the, he, it was, you mean he retweeted it yeah he retweeted okay. it yeah because it was two two kids in a FUBU jersey that wore the same jersey to school see he don't even know what Brutus did to his tweet he said forwarded it. <laughs> Who, who did he send it to? Huh? He, he sent it. To, he who sent, did he forward it to? He sent it to fake Urban Meyer. <laughs> uh, see, this is where it goes. B, and it's just, it just. Yeah. He's mad because his team uh, keeps losing every year. The next year would be different because we actually have a quarterback. Oh, we said this. Okay, six okay. years in a row, Mario. <laughs> Here we go, B. This is where Will Spade got hurt. We were depending Mar- upon Brandon Mar- Peters. Oh, come on, how many times does a loser have to have to have to, <laughs> to believe? He right. lost the debate. Uh, he lost a, a bet uh, this year. Uh, because he said the Kings were going to win thirty games, the Kings didn't sniff. What, what, the, what, the, what <laughs> they, did they, they won? They like what twenty seven games? I think or twenty six. Yeah, far from not far from. They just didn't. They didn't eclipse thirty. And what, what was the debate last year? Oh, he said that um, um, Paul George is going to be first or second in the MVP ranking last year. Because you said who who are going to be my MVP? Uh, who do I think will win MVP? Or going to be my finalist? Either Westbrook or Paul George? And yeah, I said Westbrook definitely because KD had left and 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 that would clear the way for him to have a monster season. Paul George, no way in hell. And the answer was correct. Glenn was right. Paul George, not even in the top five of MVP candidate they, that 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 year. Good Mario. He yeah, just get, he just wants to give me food. He just wants to give me gift cards. Now, now, Brandon, <laughs> would you explain this to to everyone? The difference between a player going to the NBA G League or choosing if they're good enough the NBA G League versus going and playing overseas. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Oh, totally, totally, totally. Because there is a difference. There is a huge difference. Um, Talk about the money first. Well, you're going to get paid more abroad, but it's a uh, it's a different pressure to me. Like I, I I named two examples of Brandon Jennings playing in Rome, which is a big team out of high school. Out of high school, he went to Rome to play, and I was actually playing in Italy during that time. Okay, I was playing for a team called Monte Granato, and Brandon didn't have the pressure of being the star on the team. He didn't have the pressure of having to score a lot of points because that's not what Europe is about. Uh, he's probably played 17, 18 minutes a game. Then he got picked with the 10th pick to Detroit. Um, Ferguson went to Australia. Um, not sure where, where what what pick he was to Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Who was the cat in China to, to went to China uh, for Denver? The point guard who was um, supposed to go to SMU. Uh, some uh, uh, Moutier. Yeah, Manny Moutier. Okay. Yeah, he, he also did it. Yeah, uh, so... So, um, the G League is, a, I mean. You're I one step closer Yeah, to you're the one league. step closer, but I think you, you, you can get exposed more there okay. than being in Europe. Yeah, it makes sense. In my opinion. It's my opinion. I think that, 
like I said, well, my team. We, you, when you play in Europe, you know you can you can be the best player on the team, but you're on a good team, especially a big team like that, mm-hmm. and you only go play eighteen or twenty minutes a game, and it's only forty minutes a game in Europe, like okay. NBA, four ten minute quarters, mm-hmm. right? And when you even when you play, Europe's not set up for you to have to score or do all that. So, so when you're going to the G League, though, it's it's the NBA with lesser talent, right? Right, and you're going to be scouted heavily. Every game, every single game, because so, you could be called up at any point. At any point, you can be called up by any team, no right. matter which team affiliate. So you're even playing if you're with. the West, so so does that work for him? He can be called up even as a yes rookie. Yes, he can go right away. Right, he can go right away. Yeah, That's, he can be called so, up. So what if if um, Marvin Bagley had did that? What's what do you the, mean? Like if Marvin Bagley went to the G League, right? What do you mean? Would it? Would he be able to get called up immediately? Yeah. yeah, you can get called up. So, but who has your draft rights for the next year? There is no draft rights for him. So, you, but but who? Like he's not going. He's not going to go. He's not going to go to the G League and then enter the draft in nineteen. So what? So who? Who you're saying? Who owns the rights? When he yeah so so like if, if Bagley says or or who's the number one pick coming who's the who's the top Bagley or Aiden or, or um, well well I mean coming this in year this you're year. talking about yeah yeah the kids from Arizona or, or yeah Bagley. So who's who's the guy that, the one we all know the um the cat South Carolina just dunking the ball it's on the cover of Slam magazine Mario you know this I'm not I'm not sure you say from from where the um the, the you, you don't I, want to, uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that. But but so let me let me tell you a quick story real quick. Okay. So Sean Kilpatrick played at the University of Cincinnati. Okay. Sean Kilpatrick was playing in the G League. He got a call from an NBA team. So so Sean Kilpatrick was supposed to play in a G League game on Wednesday night. Uh huh. He gets up in the morning. He gets a call from the Brooklyn Nets. We need you. The Brooklyn Nets were down. They were hurt. He had to get in the car and drive, and he played. So he was scheduled to play in a G League game that night. He's driving. He's playing with the Brooklyn Nets. Played 22 minutes. Okay. And like, and he he didn't know the players. He uh-huh. didn't know the coach. But I don't know. But he ended up staying with the 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 Nets for a little bit. Yeah. And but my thing is, like, how do you how, like? If how I'm do a, you determine? Yeah. I don't, if I'm a, yeah, that, that, that needs that. to that needs to be figured out. Because if I'm a top high school player. Why would I say oh, I'm going to a G League and then, you know, if I'm if I'm the top dude, you know what I'm saying? Like if Bagley, say, did it last year, mm-hmm. like you can't say, oh, well, the Nets are calling him up. Like, well, how did the Nets get him? So I, I, I would assume that in this scenario, the dude from Princeton has to play a full year and then we somehow shuffle his rights back amongst the 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 one and done players for the previous year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be in the draft with with with, with you know all, oh, all the top cats. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure sh- because that'd be a weird loophole, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure of all that, but so with 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 all that happening with the G League and and, and playing overseas for for a lot of these young players, I I see the game of basketball changing. Now, I don't think college basketball is going to suffer, um, but just from a standpoint, they've always sold college basketball as Bill Self versus. Bob Huggins. Yeah, yep. it's a coach right? game. Coach yeah. K versus Calipari. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. I, I think the one in. I think the straight from high school to the NBA rule will come back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You guys agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't. I, I, it's kind of hard to. I mean, some of these guys that we had in our league now, what would they have done in college? Yeah, Kevin Garnett, Kobe, LeBron James. I mean, and then we have to take into consideration, which we don't, is some of those guys who have been picked in the first round or second round that were high school that didn't make it. Yeah, there's been a lot of those too. Um, but yeah, I think it. I, I think it has to. I mean, because now you got guys that are going through drastic measures. Because of this one year rule, yeah. There, I mean, you got guys sitting out. You had a couple big guys. You had a, a kid that was at Western, supposed to go to Western Kentucky. Another kid that's supposed to go to Auburn, and they sat out. They mm-hmm. just worked out. So yeah. I think kids are taking drastic measures because of the rule, and 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 uh, you know they'll figure it out. It's the the NCAA and the NBA. They'll they'll figure out which way it should go. But uh, you know, like Dwight Howard, what was he gonna do in high school? Right. You know, so we've had number one picks. Out of high school, just do lat exercises, just working yeah. out lats. <laughs> yeah, all day. So, so yeah, I think I don't know. I, I would think that they would have to do something about it, unless they just let you know uh, the ball father create that league that <laughs> the all JB, the top, all the top the guys. JBA? Yeah, well, that he, all. Well, he speaks very highly of it. Yeah, all the guys, <laughs> but but yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, here's what I want to do. I want to jump into our blast from the past, and let me explain this to you, B. What we do is every episode. We play an old song from, from back in the day. It could be 30 years ago. It could be 10 years ago. And I, I try my best. I don't always do the best job of this, but I try to tie it into the podcast in some way or, or something that's relevant at the time. And with you being here, uh, you started college in 1999. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Okay. I was playing college basketball in 1999. Now, I don't know about your locker room, but I can speak – for my locker room and this song I could speak for this, your locker room too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different C B as a high school kid going in there, I, yeah. It was a concert. Yes. It was. <laughs> there was there was a certain artist because a lot of the players at the time when I was at UC were from the South. So it was a very heavily influenced Southern um type of locker room there wasn't a lot of there was i think i gotta jump on this one i think you know this one but (laughs) jay-z wasn't getting a lot of i I mean i i turned like a couple folks on to jay-z they didn't even know who he yeah they didn't know jay-z no he's he raps too fast like i can't i can't catch up with that yeah and the beats and they don't got the beat they they just they weren't feeling that rapper you're talking about was all about the beat he certainly was. This was off his nineteen ninety nine album and, and I think he's I, I think I speak for Glenn. He's he's one of Glenn's favorite um artists. But he, he played in the NBA at one point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And this song got this song I'll got I'll give played. it away if I say his team, Warner. Uh, yes, you will. Go ahead, Mario, turn it up. Yeah, Master P, tell him. It's offensive. But don't forget, Snoop was on this track. That's when he got joined No Limit? Yes. I remember his case was blue. Get the blue. That's right. Now, 
when they was making the plastic cases. Yes. Yeah. Now, could you imagine Bob Huggins walking in the locker room? And this is bumping. Oh, wow. That happened a lot. Yeah, he probably was like, he, he didn't know him. He don't tell him how, what his response to it was. This is where the program started to go down here. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Master P dominated our locker room plan. Oh, wow. Like, they would put his, his CD in from beginning to end. Yep. And it was back when No Limit was, was dropping... Every week, every every every, every week. Uh, was y'all li- were, were y'all listening to uh, Skullduggery? Oh, oh man! Uh, who else was it? Uh, Mr. Servo, Mr. Servo. That's what I was Mr. thinking about. Kane and Abel, Kane and Abel. Yeah, yeah. And then they would just mix Tru. Yep. Yeah, that Jeff dominated Shocker. the late. I mean, I just feel like I feel like Master P and No Limit Fame. dominated the nine Fame. late nineties. My whole high school time. Okay, so so dominated high school, it. What about in college? What about OU? My early, um, I start. That's when I felt like Jay Z started making a push with the blueprint. Yep. Um, that's I'm trying to think of what we were listening to my freshman and sophomore year. Hopefully, cash came, money. Cash money started coming up. Oh the, yeah, for the '99 yeah. and the '2000s. Stop Mario. What am I thinking about? The Hot Boys. Yeah, big yep. timers. Yeah, yeah. Luda, Luda started to pop. Juvenile, 400 degrees. Ludacris was popping. Yeah, with, yeah. Ludacris, yeah. Wayne, early Wayne. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Master P. I mean. And I remember when they start making them. You know, they were talking about you, your case getting cracked. So they start making the plastic cases. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know everybody wanted to open their CDs and look at the what was coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you open. Oh yeah, yeah, because they had the promo for it, the next. And they had for a, the next a thousand and, albums. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and they had that paper in there. You open that paper and yeah, that paper like, oh, keep on opening. Up. <laughs> yeah, we, we got the <laughs> like next, you doing the wingspan plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure, no doubt that Master P was definitely a soundtrack in, in our locker room, and I, I, I wasn't a. And Glenn and I grew up together, and we were more, I think we leaned more East Coast hip-hop. Would you agree with that, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. Where's and Pete so, Michael from? Pete Michael's from Chicago. He's from um, oh, okay. the uh, I'm just thinking about y'all. Illinois, yeah. Yeah, because y'all had, yeah. I was just thinking about who you had my my, oh, my freshman year. Kenyon. Right? From, from Tate. Dallas. Tate, Michael, Satterfield's from New York, Logan's from Cleveland. Well, that's when, that's that was when. That was after you. That's when, the, yeah, that's when the New York. More New York influence, more East Coast, because Leonard, Dermar. Buffalo, D.C. Yep. Yep. And yep. then, so, yeah, yeah, mo- gotcha. most people, you know, we had we had really a Southern, you know, type of feel in the locker room. And it was, I I just not listened to Master P, and I, I couldn't figure it out. But we would win big games, and they would just throw Thug Girl yeah, on, man. and we would just go, okay, we're, we're going. Hey, I got a question. Was yeah. Master P, like, the first rapper to really, like, just put his boys on? Like, hey, you want to make an album? All right, come on to my studio. Like, <laughs> I wonder. No, no, like, think about how many people he got paid or at least got him, gave him opportunity to I, get paid. I mean, and, and, people may, and people may have put some people on, but he put – Everybody. He put like bad. I mean, Mr. Servon and Skullduggery. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I mean, that was Skullduggery. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. That, that means like doing underhanded stuff. But but Master P was the first to own his label so that literally there was no no off button on the spigot. So if he right. just wanted no, to drop. So basically he just said every Tuesday albums come out. This. Every Tuesday we're going to have a product. And, yep. and, and I mean, you know, and they would just do like weird mixes. So you would just have like, oh, okay. My album's coming out the 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 third of the month, but you know, on the seventeenth, it's me and my brother's album. But my yeah. my thing is what what people don't realize about that too. And for me, it's marketing 
Because if you think about go back to when the when CDs were coming out, uh-huh. he always featured the next person. Yeah. yeah, they were always on a yeah. song, and they always had a fire verse. Yeah, maybe maybe fifteen songs, and they may be on two songs, fire verse. And here come their album. Yeah, and the album the, would I, maybe not be as good as those fire I, I, verses. I, I wouldn't say that Silk Shock shook the shock. Silk was nice. Fire. Oh, 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 he was nice. That was, like was my favorite. Shock. That was no. my favorite. Oh, Silk the Shock was the best. Silk was, was my favorite lyric. on there. He was, he was the best lyricist out of all he was the, of them. He what? Was, he, was the, he was my favorite. What? Over Mystical? No, mystical. Oh yeah, best. over mystical. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, consistently. Uh, I got, yeah, I got, I'm with you, Mario. I gotta mystical. go with Sister Shocker. Mystical I'm, I'm, had a had a had a bizarre style, but what? Nobody saying like he was he was some lyrical giant. I, was, th- I thought Silk was the best. I thought li- Silk was the best. He lyricist. was so offbeat. Yeah. yeah, I mean they were all offbeat. Yeah, that's true. But that was his I mean, style. Yeah, I mean that was true. That's yeah, but his, and it was his style, and it yeah. worked. Make a million dollar best. Make a money stretch like limos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he would miss the. Yeah, yeah, it, it, his, he his, would miss the beat. Yeah, right but but I, that was my favorite like, like one. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't that's what. That's a, he. But I mean, it had like Wu Tang been able to get their music out at that level when they was hot, they could have made way more money. Oh, no doubt. But, but like, yeah, master, like he mastered it. Well, here's the deal. He mastered it. <laughs> they sure did. There, there is, there is, there is, um, not enough, and there's too much. And Master P showed us what too much is like. <laughs> There's no doubt. There is no doubt. Hey, Brandon, I really appreciate you you coming on. And, I appreciate and, you uh, having me, man. I it's had, been fun, I especially high, with Glenn. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had high expectations uh-huh. for the podcast, and you, you definitely you definitely met those expectations. So. Good, good. I was well, good. too bad I only met him. I was hoping to exceed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you met him. You met <laughs> him. Yeah, you did. You did okay. You could have did a little better. No, no, you did great. The unedited version. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm gonna tell you though. Seriously, like I've been I've been meaning to tell you that story. Man, I man, that's crazy. I would never. And it's one of those things where I can remember. I can remember the gym, like the lighting in the gym, like like Uh that day. To a T. You know and, who else makes fun of me about that? You remember Antoine Peake? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, I, I came out for the, we went to Schwab together. Okay. Eighth grade. And, and when I got Schwab. to, uh, yeah, when I got yeah. to OU, and then, you know, we were drafted at the same time. Okay. He was dra- coming out of UC to play football. Yeah. And he always tells this story. Because he went to. What, to get drafted? Who did he get drafted Texas, by? Texas, right? Was it, I thought, was that other rate? Okay, or maybe got traded. I know he played his most of his okay. years for the Texans. Okay, okay. Um, and, and he got drafted by the Texans. By okay. the Texans, right? Yeah. Okay. And and um, he always talks about how man, y'all could never imagine how bad this dude sucked when we were at Schwab. Oh, man. <laughs> he always talks about that. Like he was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. So I always think that that's always cool, though. That shows you know what what you can do if you. You were, work religiously on your game, no doubt. You were yeah. you were bigger than all of us, and you were like falling on us and like <laughs> tripping us. Like we would fall. Like people were just like tripping and falling. You were disrupting the practice, whole- like to the point where guys were like, "We we can't." Part of part, that was part, and then part was jealousy. Yeah, because a younger dude, so much younger, playing with you. Yeah, and, and just and meanness, meanness. And meanness. They, they were just mean to me, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They were 15, 16. Well, how old were you guys? I was 14 at that time. So uh, I want to say Johnny was 15. So Johnny, and you just turned, what, 42? I, I Yeah, I'm I turning 42 on Saturday. Yeah, I'm 37. So, I mean, you, I, would, I was no older than 10 for sure. Yeah. Might have been nine. That's crazy. crazy. I mean, you were... 
big kid. Yeah, probably was ten because I lived when I was nine, fourth grade. I lived in Alabama. Bullying is okay. not cool. And I came back in here. Yeah, it's not. This was ridiculous. And I was the spokesperson for the like. So think Johnny if I'm ten the... playing with those guys, they're exactly. fourteen. And you're, you're, what you're am I gonna to be coach. like when I'm fourteen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. This is why the, this is why the world. I'm sorry. This is why the world doesn't. Progress. I don't even remember. You go apologize to me. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, s- man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Voice kidding. Did you have a? You need to buy him a gift card. I do. Carito's <laughs> hey, right outside. Real quick, did you make ever, it fusion? Did you ever have a uh, a connection with and one? Yeah, you did for sure. Okay, I yeah. thought I remembered that. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you you need to buy him a pair of and one shoes. Yeah, for sure. I I'm still s- do. You still have you still have Am One stuff? Yeah, yeah. With a good friend there. Really? Yeah, you don't have to edit that out. That's my guy. Okay. <laughs> I thought you I thought I remembered that. Yeah, I've always liked the Am One cuz you know what I really liked? You remember the t-shirts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I used to love the t-shirts. Yeah. So then when I got up into the rankings of playing, I used to ask my guy, man, what happened to them t-shirts? You know they still can make the I used to love them t-shirts. The ones with the phrases on them? With the phrases oh on God. them. Those were so nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those were so corny and retrospective. Oh, like, my God, like, man. Respect I'm, the game. My favorite one was respect the game, leave the court. I guess that's what you thought I should do, Mika, when I was, when I was 10. You were disrespecting the game. Wow. On that note. All right. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast. Thank our special guest, Brandon Hunter, for joining us. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great. All good. That's how we do. I'll see you later, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs>